You are listening to the Critical Mass Radio Show, Orange County's business talk show focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies with your host, Richard Franzi. Welcome to today's episode of Critical Mass Radio Show. I am your host, Rick Franzi. Our audience demographic is 98% business owners and executives who listen to learn from the experiences of our guests. If your firm is interested in reaching these top decision makers, then advertising on the radio show may be the answer. Each month, our sponsors gain valuable exposure through their support of our program. We delivered over 30,000 highly targeted sponsor impressions last month. To learn more, contact our advertising department at 949-887-4104. All of our shows can be found on our website, which is criticalmass4for.business.com. Okay, as promised before the break, I said our second guest would be here, and he is. It's Chuck Hester, Managing Partner at Affinity Alliance Incorporated. Chuck, welcome to the show. Thanks, Rick. Glad to be on. I'm glad to have you here. Let's start by just asking you to tell us a little bit about your professional background. Okay. Um, I, I'm an SC grad. I've been in Southern California for uh, probably 35 years and started out in journalism and worked my way into public relations, marketing, and branding and have been doing that for 30-some-odd years and social media for about 10, which is about as long as you can do social media. I'm impressed. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I was one of the, uh, the first uh, LinkedIn users, and uh, LinkedIn was was a big aspect of it. Uh, Twitter came around in 2007 and Facebook uh, about the same time. So I work with a lot of brands working on marketing, public relations, social media marketing. So really the field of public relations has changed in the 30 years, hasn't it? Significantly. And what used to work may still work, but there are so many other tools now that a public relations firm and a middle market CEO's listen to this show. You know, companies are $100 million in down. And social media, in my opinion, has offered so many new low-cost alternatives to reach a targeted demographic like never before. That's correct. And the targeted demographic aspect of it really is what I work with with my clients is figuring out where their customers are, what channels they're using, and then we go after, uh, the, use those tools to make sure that they're reaching the right audience. That's the $10,000 question, in my opinion, when it comes to social media. It's not what channel should I use? It's where are my customers and my prospects? That's correct. Yeah, it really does make a big difference. On right. That. There's a channel for every business, but not every channel is for every business. That's right. That's very, very correct. So Absolutely. you know, you you can really waste a lot of time by not focusing on the right ones. And I think sure. that's as social media matures, people kind of coalesce around different channels for the kind of information they want, and it's it's being able to. But there's technology now that allows clients right to figure out is this the right channel for me can I reach my targeted demographic sure. by using this platform? Yeah, there's social media marketing tools and, and monitoring tools that you can use to take a look at impressions and where where what makes sense. I mean, you just had the guy on from Yogurtland, right. and I would never put Yogurtland on LinkedIn, but I, I have them all over Twitter, Facebook, and believe it or not, Pinterest, because uh, mm-hmm. you know new new flavors, new recipes, great pictures, uh, be able to uh, to show them up on Pinterest and they're used there as That's well. That's a great idea because one of the things that he and I were talking about too is the creativity that the clients have with the are self-serve options yes and what they make with that some of those would be fantastic pictures i think if you know on pinterest they work out well okay so we've kind of talked a bit about your firm but just take us back for those that maybe aren't familiar with affinity alliance incorporated uh, 
what is it that makes your firm different in your space? Why do clients choose to work with you versus other options they might have? One of the things that makes a difference is is when you contract with the Affinity Alliance, you're contracting with myself, my partners, and you're getting direct service. Um, I've worked with larger agencies, both in the Newport Beach area, Fountain Valley, uh, Southern California, as well as back in Raleigh, North Carolina, when I was back there for seven years. And it really depends on who you're going to talk to. Now, if a PR firm comes in and pitches you, you get you know Rick, the president of the company and Chuck, the uh, vice president, you're going to be able to uh, nail down that business. Once the business starts, you have a tendency to get juniors that work with you directly. When when they contract with us, you're getting the people, uh, the professionals that are going to be working with you side by side. Okay. And your your name makes me think that it is more than uh, your brand. When you when I hear the word alliance, it sounds like there's something else. Am, am I mistaken? In no, that? no, that's absolutely right. Okay. My, my wife and partner, uh, Stephanie and I, put together the Affinity Alliance back in 2010. Uh, there are two brands underneath that. One is Chuck Hester Enterprises, which is my organization, and hers, which is Choose a Better Life. She's an artist and a blogger and a mm-hmm. book author. Um, but in a process of, we had a lot of people that we worked with around the country, and we'd had clients coming to us saying, can you do video editing? Can you do email marketing? Can you do whatever it may be? SEO. Right. And we do. We have a lot of folks that we uh, we work with on a regular basis. So I always tell potential clients and clients, uh, just at least allow me to say, no, I cannot do something, but at least give me that option. So I will often work with folks that, that are partners around the country and around the world. And I think that's very common for middle market companies who hire a firm. It doesn't have to be in your space in public relations. It can be in a lot of different areas. Mm-hmm. But what you're really hiring is the network of other professionals that they know that they cobble together in a good way, they bring together for a project and deliver what right. you need. And and really, that's that's what I bring to the party, too, because on LinkedIn, I have 13,000 direct connections on LinkedIn, and I know a lot 13, of... 13,000 direct connections on don't, LinkedIn? Don't try this at home. I, uh, that Truly. sounds amazingly... Yeah. Um, most of it, believe it or not, once I got past the thousand mark, was organic. Really? Uh, a lot of things uh, occurred as to why that that happens. Uh, people come to me anytime I give a speech or a presentation. Uh, they will link in directly with me. Um, <laughs> I'm hard. a book author as well on, on LinkedIn Book, and so folks are, are actively involved with that. But um, I am a paid forward advocate, and I'll explain that in a minute. But okay. basically, uh, I have twelve thousand nine hundred ninety nine people who can help the one person that comes to me and says I need help, and that, they, they can pay it forward. Paying it forward is real simple. It's, you know, if you do me a favor, I usually would say, well, Rick, I'll, I'll return that favor. What I have a tendency to say to folks is, you know, do me a favor. Say, well, great, I'll return the favor. No, no, help Crystal out. Help somebody else out. And that's paying it forward. Right. That's very powerful. Yeah. Um, does LinkedIn, you get like a special badge or anything on LinkedIn for having <laughs> no. that many? you got to no. be at the top couple percent. Probably LinkedIn. top five percent. I would think. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. You're, but it's not about the numbers. I keep trying to tell my wife that as well. But it's not about the numbers. It's really about, about the quality of the networks and who I work with. It right. truly honestly is. Right. Because if it's a cold network right. and, you know, whatever, right, you need to have engagement, sure. right? That's the, again, that's another thing that I, I think as social media networks mature, what you're really looking for is engagement in the channel. Correct. It is not volume. It's not size of the channel. Mm-hmm. It's how engaged are those people around your your brand or what you're trying to get done. Yeah, right? and, it, and it's eight, eight and a half years of solid uh, personal and professional branding around that and that name. If you look up Chuck Hester on Google, I own the first three pages. And there's a reason for that because I work really hard on my professional brand as well as my personal brand to help other people. Well, you know, that's such a, okay, we're talking to CEOs of middle market companies, and that is something, in, when I work with them directly and when they listen to the radio show, I hope they get the message that 
not just to work on their company brand, right. but to work on their professional, personal brand as well. Because those two are, should be separate and distinct, but they should complement one another, right? Exactly. Yeah. If, but one plus one is three if you do it correctly. Right. You know, in many ways, I think of Steve Jobs 2.0 when he came back to Apple and what he was able to do for mm-hmm. Apple. They were very closely linked, but they were separate as well. Yeah. But yet they helped each other out. Not that I'm expecting CEOs of middle market companies to be the next Steve Jobs. But in their market space, they should have some level of vision and visibility to the market right. because they can create their own awareness for what the company's doing, which may be even bigger than what their company's able to do, yeah. isn't it? And, that, and that's what I work with my consulting clients on. I work on the personal branding, the professional branding, what I call halo branding, which is mm. you know Steve Jobs from Apple uh, as opposed to Apple's Steve Jobs. That's what you're really looking at. So you're, you're bringing that brand equity into, into play as well. So when I work with uh, executives one-on-one on LinkedIn training, which I do, uh, I will work with them on their profile first, and then if I go into companies, it's to the company page and other areas that we can work with on LinkedIn. Great. Well, there's a lot that we're going to talk about here with Chuck, and I'm sure I'm not going to get through the whole interview today because I'm personally fascinated in this topic, and I think it's really important for our audience to understand how powerful social media can be for them. So we're going to take our next commercial break, and when we come back, I'm going to ask you a little bit about linked conversations. Okay. And I know you're the host and producer of that, so let's let's have a conversation around that after these words from our commercial sponsors. Richard Franzi is a highly sought-after keynote speaker on topics of interest to CEOs of middle firms across North America. Richard's talks include Killing Cats Leads to Rats, a fascinating look at how unintended consequences of CEOs' decisions impact their firm's performance. Your Gray Matter Matters, which explores how a CEO's mindset can differentiate a middle market firm and define its culture. Richard delivers talks to a variety of audiences, ranging from executive team retreats to keynotes in front of hundreds of CEOs. To learn more about his talks, visit criticalmassforbusiness.com and select the contact page or call 949-887-4104. Imagine what it would feel like to lose everything. Your job, your home, your family, your dignity. This has happened to thousands of the men, women, veterans, and young adults we serve at Working Wardrobes. What do we do to help? We provide career development services, life skills workshops, job skills training. We provide the perfect interview outfit, and we get clients placed in jobs. Call Working Wardrobes, 714-210-2460. Donate, volunteer, invest, hire. I just want to share with you my experience as a member of Center Club. Many of you know that I've been a member of Center Club in Costa Mesa for over four years. I hold my monthly CEO peer group meetings, my annual executive conferences, and my daily business meetings at the club. I found the staff to be both professional and courteous. My guests enjoy meeting at Center Club with its newly remodeled meeting rooms, dining rooms, and common areas. If you're looking for a place to conduct meetings, host events, or meet some of Orange County's most successful business leaders, then consider joining Center Club in Costa Mesa. For more information regarding club membership and private events, please visit the club at their website, center-club.com. Okay, welcome back to this edition of Critical Mass Radio Show. I'd like to thank and acknowledge our listeners who download our show as a podcast. You've downloaded over 11,000 shows during the last 30 days. We here at the program appreciate your continued and growing support. 
All of our shows can be heard live here on Internet radio station octalkradio.net or rebroadcast anytime from Apple iTunes, Stitcher.com, and other business-oriented podcasting services. All right, I'm back with Chuck Hester, who is the managing partner at Affinity Alliance Incorporated. Chuck, before the break, I was asking you to share with us linked conversations. So give us context for what it is how we might find it, and why we would want to participate. Okay. Linked Conversation is my weekly podcast on LinkedIn, social media, and paying it forward. Uh, once a week, I'll interview a guest, do some LinkedIn tips, and also talk about some LinkedIn news. usually runs between 20 and 40 minutes uh, on a regular basis, and similar to yours, I can uh, be downloaded on RSS feed on iTunes as well. Um, it basically came about because uh, as a LinkedIn maven, I hate the word expert, maven is a person who gives knowledge that they have. One of my colleagues uh, who runs that network basically said, uh, would you like to do a LinkedIn podcast? And I, I jumped at the chance. So we're uh, we're 10 episodes in. Oh, wow. A wide variety of, of guests that come on, everybody from Peter Shankman, who uh, who, who is a very well-known branding expert, mm-hmm. all the way through to uh, Phil Collin, who is the uh, lead guitarist for Def Leppard. So we've had some really fun things to, to, uh, to talk about um, and just do guests all over the world. Are you saying that those two examples are also linked in people? They, um, Phil in particular is a social media user, okay. mostly Facebook. Okay. But we did get a chance to talk about um, how it's used. And, and Peter in particular was a LinkedIn detractor uh, at the time and basically said, I don't believe in LinkedIn several years ago. So I had him back on. He's a good friend of mine and said, okay, okay now what? And he came back around and said, you know, LinkedIn is a network that I really pay attention to. Okay. So, um, <clears throat> Many of the audience are B2B, CEOs of middle market B2B. And and whenever I know that they're a B2B company, one of the first things I ask them to consider when it comes to social media Mm -hmm. is LinkedIn as a tool for B2B. What is your philosophy on that, and am I giving them good advice? No, it's excellent advice, actually, because LinkedIn is the business network, big business social network. There is no doubt about that, and it always will be. Now with 277 million members and growing at a two- to three-person per day membership uh, increase as they go along, uh, if you are in business and you're not on LinkedIn, you're missing your audience. And it's so, but it's it's as you said earlier too. It's a two-way street. One one, right. you want to be there so people can find out and vet you and mm-hmm. become familiar with who you are. But the other thing is, it is such a powerful tool to find people. Correct. If you know who you want to find. Yes. And and that I think that's a misunderstood part of LinkedIn. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, many people think of LinkedIn. They might think of its history when it was really a powerful way for people who are looking for work to. It's so much more than that now, isn't it? Yeah, it really is. And the, and the presentations and the LinkedIn boot camps that I do for corporations, working with sales companies and and uh, business development organizations on how to prospect. One of the things in one of my slides is basically the, the myths of LinkedIn. One of the first myths of LinkedIn is it's a recruiting tool and for job seekers. Uh, really about only about 40 to 50% of the people that are on LinkedIn are either actively looking for a job or are recruiting for a job. The rest are CEOs, VPs, and managing directors. And with, um, you know, there's obviously you can use it for free. Correct. Or you can buy a paid, a different levels of paid membership. And, and across all those, you get different functionality and mm-hmm. features. But being able to do advanced searches. Right. Boolean operations almost where you can try to dial in on geography or job title or many different dimensions, in my experience, is very helpful when you kind of know the type, the psychographic and demographic of the person, but you don't know the people yet. Yeah. 
Absolutely. And I and I have a, a major history with LinkedIn in that regard. The last two corporate jobs that I got, I got through LinkedIn. Uh, I worked with iContact, the email marketing software company, sure. as their director of communications. I got that job uh, through LinkedIn. Um, and when I walked in for the interview, the CEO had, didn't have my resume on the table. He had my LinkedIn profile oh, printed out. See how the times are changing, yeah, huh? Yeah, absolutely. And, and one of the later jobs I got, um, basically I connected with a CEO who's a friend of mine who was working with the CEO of the company I wanted to work with and got an introduction that way. So it, it really is about the quality of the connections and the folks that you work with. Um, but more to your point, when you have 277 million members out there, I believe that LinkedIn is the largest social CRM in the world, uh-huh. and you can slice and dice that. Now, I'm, I'm atypical at 13,000, but at the third level, I can reach 28 million people. And what would you do with 28 million people? Uh, whatever search I want to do, I can do, definitely. You know, and you can reach them because you have a paid... Nope. You can reach them because they're... Yeah, even, and I, even and I teach folks how to use it without the, the premium. Oh, LinkedIn do? doesn't like me because of that. I do have a premium, okay. um, but that's just because I use it for a wide variety of reasons. But I can tell folks how to use what I call the Easter eggs in, in the hunt and, and be able to, to, uh, to find ways to use without having to pay for it on a regular basis. One of the other areas that I um, think is underutilized in LinkedIn is putting up comp- your company page. Yes. C- could you give, from your perspective, how, you know, it's kind of a thumbnail on why a middle market CEO would want to have a company page? And what they what they would do what they would use it for? Um, I, I would have a different answer a year ago, Rick. But now it's on steroids. And LinkedIn company pages are really basically an online brochure for your company, including hot links that can go directly into brochures, into landing pages, into sign up for whatever it may be. An excellent example is Allstate. Allstate actually has a banner ad on their company page and says, "Click here for a quote," and it will go directly to a quote page where you can get insurance quotes as far as where you go. Um, the other thing that that occurs now is you can uh, both uh, follow, like, and share company page information. And so it allows folks to propagate that information out to their networks, and and similar to what Facebook can do, but more in a business-like standpoint. Interesting. So there's there's so much uh, about LinkedIn Hmm. that is either underutilized or misunderstood. Correct. And they're constantly moving their value proposition up the the chain as well, yes, right? Absolutely. They're, they're, they're experimenting with different things like these endorsements that are going on right now, which, uh, you know, I, I think over time will have a lot of value. Right now, I'm not quite sure. Right. But um, I want to get back to you for a minute. Sure. Can you discuss, uh, you know, of all the experiences and lessons that you've learned in hmm. your career, Chuck, um, is there? Do you have a guiding principle that you're using to lead and grow your firm? And can you share that with us? Yeah, our most, most Stephanie, my, my partner and wife, and I have a basic guiding principle. First of all, it's pay it forward, uh, help other people. The book I wrote is called Linking in to Pay It Forward: Changing the Value Proposition in Social Media. So the value proposition chain is, you know, I I connect with you, Rick, and the first thing I say to you is, how can I help you? Tell me more about you. I want to hear about your problems, your issues. What can I do for you? As opposed to here I am, New York life salesman. I want to sell you something. Um, The other guiding principle that I use, and I'm just coming around to that now with my podcast in particular, is love what you do, do what you love, which everybody hears all the time, but love the people that you do it with. And that really is the bigger difference for where I am now. I started out in radio back in at at KSCR and USC in 1978 Hmm. uh, and never really got a chance to get back to it. Now I'm doing what I really love to do in that regard. So I have a lot of fun with that. But it's really about the people. And it's about taking care of everybody else within the community and making sure that, you know, you are who you are and you're transparent in such a way that folks want to work with you. 
So your book, what was the inspiration for writing the book? Um, it had a lot to do with folks coming up to me and saying, okay, so tell me more about LinkedIn. Tell me more about your experiences with LinkedIn. And so it was written as a Seth Godin type of book. It's what Seth calls the nuggets, uh-huh. um, probably about 80 to 90 pages, but it's all stories. And it talks about you know how you use LinkedIn to help other people, how you use LinkedIn to find business, to find jobs, uh, and it works really well. And if people wanted to buy the book? Um, Book.chuckhester.com. Okay. Be the best place to go, or send me an email directly, and I'll hook you up. All right. We're going to get to your website here um, (laughs) after we're getting through with the rest of it, uh, the interview that we're doing today. What's the future hold for your business? You're on. I'm always interested when I have either technology company CEOs and entrepreneurs or people who business are based on technology, which clearly yours is. It's, It's a faster rate of change, isn't sure. it? Sure. The half-life of what was valuable and current changes so much more quickly. And then when you're sitting on top of social media, it's probably cloud computing and some big data mm-hmm. as well. But there's some really fast-moving technologies. So what do you see the future hold for you? Um, I, I think social media is a marketing tool. I will always be a marketer, PR person first, and branding person first. Those tools will continue to evolve. Probably the best thing that happened to my business was three years ago when LinkedIn went public. So I know for a fact it's going to be around for a while. But, you know, if LinkedIn were to go away tomorrow, I'd still be doing PR and marketing. That's what I do, and that's what I'm really good at mm-hmm. uh, and very comfortable with with branding and helping other entrepreneurs and small businesses. I've, I've helped uh, two different companies uh, be acquired. Uh, so I'm, I'm actively involved with entrepreneurs and startups as well. Um, I see uh, continued speaking, a lot of workshops and a lot of uh, one-on-one clients, something that I kind of didn't want to do originally, but I do a lot of LinkedIn executive training and branding executive training on helping folks how to use LinkedIn for uh, not only their personal but their professional brand as well. I look at um, LinkedIn as that treadmill that a lot of people buy that sits in their, somewhere in their house with their clothes on it and whatever, but it's not properly used if, if you could take the same discipline to using your and managing your professional and personal branding to, to getting on that treadmill for mm-hmm. 20 minutes or 40 minutes or whatever it is a day over time it's amazing how gradually you can build maybe you won't get the thousands tens of thousands of of contacts but maybe you don't need that not necessary right yeah. but you can certainly have a footprint that that really speaks well to what you've been able to do and i think that's critically important even for middle market ceos yeah, it really is and people talk about well i can't i don't have time for linkedin i don't have i have all these invitations my my mailbox is filled i guess say you know give me you know a couple of hours with you and after that 15 minutes a day i'm like the almond company just one kind of can a week <laughs> it's all i ask 15 minutes a day i can get you to be a linkedin power connector and a linkedin power connector frankly is about a thousand connections that's all you really need to really have good as you like to say critical mass is that a is that a def- a term by linkedin a power connector no, it's or my, is that just an accepted it's an accepted term amongst okay. the folks that, that i know work with yeah, yeah who yeah. know what's going on you know uh, th- that's that's amazing well chuck i think you've shared a lot in a little bit of time with us here on the radio program today. i appreciate that if someone would like to learn more though how do they do that online? How do they um, find you? The uh, best way to do it is chuck at chuckhester.com. Drop me an email. Uh, go on to my LinkedIn profile, uh, which is very easy to find. Just type in Chuck Hester. You'll find me. How do you spell your last name? H-E-S-T-E-R. And my, my favorite way of saying it is I'm Charlton Heston, but without the, with an E-R instead of, you know, the, the E-R. Okay. Yeah. And um, thank you for being a friend of the program. Absolutely. And it's been a pleasure just touching the surface with what you know about LinkedIn. Final thought, though, there are a lot of corporate well, not a lot. There are people in our audience who are corporate executives who maybe don't think the same way that an entrepreneur or a business owner thinks mm-hmm. about using LinkedIn. 
in other words, I, I'm a good example of that. When I left the corporate world, I realized that my Rolodex was better inside of my corporation than it was inside of my county. Can be. And and that can be devastating. Mm-hmm. If if So my advice to them is start now while you're still at the corporate seat, right? Absolutely. And, and find people in your community. Yeah. And my phrase is a Harvey McKay phrase, which is dig your well before you're thirsty. So start with building the connections outside of your corporation, outside of your comfort zone before you need them. Right. And then when you need them, they'll be there. And it sounds like your strategy of paying it forward as you get into LinkedIn is the exact right, I would think, be the right thing for these corporate executives to do, sure. offering assistance and giving back value and creating uh, relationships built on what you're able to help, how you're able to help other exactly. people. Exactly, and it's, it's a really fun habit to have, too. Great. All right, well, that's Chuck Hester, ladies and gentlemen. He was our second and final guest here on Critical Mass Radio Show today. I'd like to thank our commercial sponsors for sponsoring the program, Brandman University, Commercial Bank of California, Decision Toolbox, Smart Business Magazine, Succession Strategies, and Center Club of Costa Mesa. I'd like to thank also our engineer for today, Paul Roberts. Our producer is Crystal Nunley. Our guest coordinator is Kathleen Shepard. Our social media manager is Asia Celestino. And I'm your host, Rick Franzi. If you'd like to learn more about Critical Mass for Business or you'd like to refer a future guest or possibly advertise, please visit our website, which is criticalmass4forbusiness.com. Until the next show, I hope all your decisions will move your company in a positive direction. You have been listening to Critical Mass Radio Show Business Talk Show, focused on exploring topics of interest to CEOs who are leading middle market companies. With your host, Richard Franzi.